How you doing? It's Ian Whitworth from the Undestructible website, book, and so on. It's, uh, what time is it? It's 10.15 on a Monday night, and uh, where I live during the week is directly across the road from where they're building a uh, large metro railway station. Normally, they used to keep it kind of within working hours, but now they're just working through the night, so... You can hear all sorts of jackhams and stuff in the background. I'll try and do a bit of uh, audio reduction software stuff on it. But uh, you know what? You're just going to have to deal with it because this week's story. So, you lost a big sale. Want to know why? Losing a big sale or pitch hurts. All those countless hours you put in. Epic documents created. The late nights refining the pitch. The cab chat on the way back to your office after the presentation where you all analyse every client eyebrow tilt and chin stroke for signs of favour. I think they really liked it. No, they didn't, and you lost. It's remarkable how many businesses don't want to know why. For so many reasons. Shame. Disorganisation. Personal agendas. Everyone involved internally has a crack at the forensic work, all based on random reckonings. You've heard it all before. Competitors undercut us. It wasn't apples for apples. Someone else had the inside running. Price is the number one excuse people use. Guess what? By research reveals price isn't even in the top 10. We'll come back to the research shortly. Ken McLaughlin has made it his mission to find out the real story behind every lost sale. I met him through the blog. Weirdly, given he's a non-drinker, the story that made him get in touch was 10 tips for business drinking. Disclosure before you read further, we're seed investors in his new software platform. Ken's one of the best people I've met in the sales industry in that he doesn't feel in any way like a sales guy. He's a really good listener and knows a bunch of wise, useful stuff that he doesn't say until after he's finished listening. So the sales process becomes more like an interesting chat about things you both have in common. He didn't ask us to invest, by the way. We offered, as did all the other seed investors. And right there, there's the secret of good sales. Be helpful and trustworthy all the time, not just when you want something. Then, people come to you. The story of how Ken got into win-loss analysis is instructive. A backpacking trip from his native island led him to a life in Australia, working as an enterprise software sales rep for one of the biggest global players. Big ticket deals, tens of millions. When they lost a sale, he used to wonder why. He asked his boss, Please, sir, I don't know if he said please, sir, may I go and ask that client why they didn't choose us? Good idea, young Ken. When you say it like that, it just seems like a really obvious thing to do. I've written before of author and advertising legend Bryce Courtney, who got to the very top of his industry by asking the client, after every pitch they lost, How can we improve? Please, tell us why we didn't win. Courtney would almost always win that client next time they pitched it. Not so much at Giant Global Software Corp. No, said Kean's boss, that's not what we do here. After a few more frustrating losses, Kean went rogue. An undercover, against orders trip to the client to find out what was behind their choice to go elsewhere. It was both educational and ominous for Kean's career. The client had liked most of the sales team, and felt that they'd put a good case, but also singled out a very senior exec on Kean's side, whose involvement had killed the whole deal. It put Kean in quite the bind. 
Imagine going back to the office, confessing to not only disobeying direct orders, but also dropping that report. So rather than commit career suicide, he left to set up Trinity Perspectives, a win-loss evaluation consultancy. Businesses that had lost big deals would send Keen and his team to talk to the client and find out why that client had bought from someone else. Many of the reasons are variations on that classic school exam trap. Didn't answer the question. The client asked something specific. You, however, had a head full of things you really wanted to say, so you said those instead. About your product, usually. That was not what they were asking, and so you did not win. Kean recently collated 10 years of feedback from buyer clients on why they chose suppliers or didn't choose others. It's interesting stuff. Here's the top nine reasons why you didn't, didn't win the sale. For context, these are B2B sales for mostly tech, telco, and professional services companies with deal values north of 100k, so usually multiple customer contacts and interactions across the whole sales cycle. Reasons why you lost? Focus too much on your solution, not enough on their problem. Generic marketing content, generic tender documents. Seen as too risky, too cheap, too niche. Seen as unprofessional or unethical. No internal coach and poor C-suite engagement. Not seen as an industry leader. Fail to create any kind of emotional connection. Weak or no win themes. I didn't know what win themes were, by the way. It's kind of like a slogan that describes why you're best for the customer that's about them, not about your own stuff. And find poor use of resources. Reasons why people won? They went beyond marketing to thought leadership. Added value at each step of the buying process. Strong win themes. Constantly validated assumptions. Focused on your customer's customer. Answer the so what question. That's one of those things you get in sales pitches where salespeople say stuff like, oh, and we're 100% Australian-owned. And customer goes, so what? Who cares? What's in it for me? Managed risk and cultural fit. Strong peer feedback versus reference. That's basically talking to other people they knew who'd used the, that supplier rather than going on the hand-picked references in the documents. And seen as easy to do business with. You could write a book on each of those points, but I'll just leave them there for you to ponder. Follow Keen's socials if you want more detail. I'll put a link at the bottom. The most interesting reason is price, because it doesn't appear on either list as a deciding factor in terms of clients wanting a cheaper deal, like salespeople assume. In fact, it only appears in the opposite context. The price was too cheap, so the client just went, there must be something wrong with it. Most salespeople go into the deal without spending enough time, thought, or research on their client. So they come across as generic sales reps, one of half a dozen options to fill out the RFT cattle call. Then they blame the CFO and marketing for setting the price too high. That old excuse about someone else having the inside running? They did. That excuse implies unfairness, as if the client was the winner's uncle or they belonged to the same golf club. But it's not that. It's because they did the groundwork you didn't do. By the time the pitch came around, the client already had a clear preference for a supplier who clearly understood them and their business. Sometimes Keen's process picks up feedback that will make any of us break out in a cold sweat. The most nightmarish? By a long way. The bid that was submitted as a PDF document with all the team's comments and edits still visible. <sighs> 
comments including, we just made this case study up. Then the response, that's okay, just put it in anyway. Nice work team, straight to the fuck up Hall of Fame. Oh, part of managing this analysis is not using it as a threat hanging over sales reps' heads, but rather a source of feedback to help them win more deals. Nobody was punished over the PDF incident, but it was quietly added to the checklist for future pitches and obviously became the number one discussion topic of late-night company drinks for the next 75 years. Keen recently uh, launched a digital version of his win-loss analysis process, working with his technical partner, Sam Jenkins, a New Zealand ex-soccer pro and Olympian who's reviewed a few game tapes in his time. It gets feedback from customers about everything they liked and didn't like along the buying journey. Then it uses AI to create feedback and guides for sales teams on how to improve next time. So far, so good. It's already been picked up by a lot of corporates looking to learn the real story from their customers rather than what the salespeople filled in on their reasons we lost a gig drop-down menu. In a big win last week, Salesforce in Australia are going to add it to their app exchange so salespeople can trigger review straight out of their CRM. I keep you posted on how it goes, but it seems to make sense. When you think about how much businesses spend on SEO to bring in leads, they hand them to sales reps with a 10% win rate. You do the numbers. Feels like there's time, effort, and money to be saved. We'll see how it goes. Hey, want a book on how to break free of a job that sucks and set up your own business you don't even have to work in? Hey, we did that. And it's all in my book, Undisruptable, Timeless Business Truths for Thriving in a World of Nonstop Change. Zoe Foster Blake said... Ian is a cheeky, funny, disruptive, and importantly, proven business rascal, and thank goodness for that. In fact, that was sort of written for people who want to set up their own business. A lot of just people in regular jobs read it because they said it was funny and had useful stuff in it. So check it out. Since it came out a couple of years ago, it's a number one review-rated business book on all of Booktopia. On paper, electronic, or audiobook, with me reading it like this. So get into it. And if you're new around here... Follow or like whatever the button is in your audio platform and there'll be more stories for you. See you next week.